You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm a change agent, former executive director, best-selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect, and I'm also the host of a new Intentional Leaders membership group. More about that later. But what I am here to tell you is that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. And I emphasize mindset because today we're going to talk a lot about that with our guest, Laura Lacey Thompson. Now, before we get too far into it, let me tell you a little bit about Laura. Laura helps female entrepreneurs create business success by eliminating subconscious limiting beliefs, shifting their mindset, and talking about and taking empowered action. But what makes her client experience unique is that Laura blends coaching and hypnosis to work with her entrepreneurs on their mindset to improve success. And that is of particular interest to me, as you know, because mindset is a big deal for me and the folks I work with as well. So in this lep- in, in this episode, you're going to learn why it's important not to ignore your own well-being or feelings when going through a crisis, why a superficial mindset won't work or be effective when dealing with trauma or subconscious limiting beliefs, and you will hear how to get access to Laura's free transformational recording, The Confident Entrepreneur. And I will tell you right now in today's economy, whether you think you are or you're not, we are all entrepreneurs of some sort as we remake the world we're in around us. So let's just take that as a premise. So hi, Laura. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, it was fun chatting with you before I actually pushed record, Um, (laughs) and I've got some details on you that I'm excited for the audience to get to know, but before we even get to that, will you share with us what one non-negotiable ritual or habit that you do daily, which keeps you heading towards your own big vision and goals? Yeah, my morning is, my non-negotiable in the morning is, uh, before I get out of bed, I write in a journal, three pages of morning pages. I'm sure you're familiar with that, where you just write three pages about nothing in particular or something important. I do that every morning. Then I get out of my bed and I um, take my dog, Rosie, on a nice long walk. So that is my morning routine. And when I come back from the, the walk, I feel centered. I feel grounded. I feel sort of ready to start the day. 
Okay, so as a fellow traveler in the canine world, yeah. what kind of dog is Rosie? Oh, Rosie is a, re I rescued her 10 years ago. She is a lab pit bull and maybe other things we're not really sure, but I've had her for 10 years and uh, she is a great companion. She's the sweetest dog. <laughs> well, and she's got such a great name. Yeah. Well, my daughter named her that when we got her. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you about in terms of your practice, it's a mm -hmm. little bit unique in that you blend coaching and hypnosis. Um, what is that like? I mean, how do you come to your work with that as a framework, I guess? Yeah. So um, I've been coaching first. I started just with, you know, traditional coaching. My background is in psychology. So I'm coming from that place. And then I decided to get a coaching certification because I like the model of coaching in terms of how it moves people forward. So I, I started there, but then I actually, to be honest, was dealing with some trauma in my And I, I sort of went searching for something for myself to, to I felt like I, I needed to dig a little deeper than traditional therapy or coaching. And so I found rapid transformational therapy, RTT, um, which is a combination of hypnosis and other things. So I experienced it and it was a huge help to me. And then I said, oh, I want to do this for my clients. So I went and I got certified as an RTT uh, therapist. And that's where it began. That That's because it was able to take it from... You know, coaching, of course, is very effective, but mostly with co coaching, you're dealing just with the conscious mind. And a lot of our issues really go much deeper than that. And so this was a vehicle to get to that place easily with clients. So, but before we get into some of those specifics, you know, right now, what are your clients kind of talking to you about? What are the conversations they're having or um, that people you communicate with are having in our kind of changing world and practice. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of fear, and that's, you know, from uncertainty, of course, uncertainty. We as human beings, we don't like uncertainty, right? Our minds don't like that. We like what's familiar We because that feels safe. So there's this feeling of uncertainty and just this level of there's like this underlying level of stress and everything. For a lot of women, and I work primarily with women, um, a lot of women feel pressure at this time to take care of everything and everyone and feel like they have to be perfect. They they're now having to do it all perfectly at home. They have to make sure they're take their kids are being schooled, they're running their business, they're taking care of their spouse, they're, and, and so they, they're feeling this pressure. And in the meantime, what they really need, a lot of them are, they need to take care of themselves too. And so that's going by the wayside. And there's also sort of the, the everybody's, no one knows to, what to expect. So there is this sort of stress panic Thing that comes up for women a lot, for people a lot generally. And, and what I find is that any, uh, any limiting belief that they've had in the past, it just, it's sort of, I thought I was over that, but now here it is again. So that's, that's what I'm finding. And so uh, a lot of conversations about, remember that thing we talked about a year ago? Well, it's back. 
So is that what you mean when you say it's important not to ignore your own well-being or feelings as we're going through this crisis? Yeah, yeah, because if we try to avoid it, if we're trying to avoid it, and I'm sure you know this, you've dealt with this with with, uh, clients, et cetera, the more you try to avoid it, the, the more it'll try to get your attention. And as you're going through an unfamiliar situation or you're under any kind of stress or challenge, those, those feelings, those thoughts are looking for an outlet. And so then it just builds up. And that's really like when you hear about people having a panic attack, that's really what it is, right? It's just that building up of it and then it, and then it shows up. So if you don't take care of yourself, obviously, and I mean, everyone knows this, or maybe they don't, if you don't take care of yourself, all the things that you want to do for others, you're not going to have the bandwidth or the energy to do it. And in this particular situation, I think that people are being affected in ways that they don't even recognize. I think a lot of people are traumatized by this um, situation and they're not, it might not be registering consciously for them in that way, but I think subconsciously it is. And that's that underlying feeling that they're having that they don't know what to do with. What are some of the maybe maybe they're subtle, maybe not so subtle mm-hmm. behaviors or experiences I might be having myself that would be indicating to me that I actually am not taking care of my own feelings or my own needs. Like, would I be experiencing things slightly differently? Uh, yes. You, one thing that, uh, one of the first things you might experience is inability to focus on anything. That would be, and if, that would be something that might be subtle in other, you know, in a normal, when our lives were different, when it was normal, that might be more, that might be more evident to you, really struggling to focus. Um, feeling a feeling of sadness, just feeling sad overall, sort of some, some women, one client in particular, she had this sort of she said she felt very hyper, like she had to be doing something all the time. Like she couldn't sit still, even though there was, you know, she could, there was no reason for, but she felt like this drive to keep busy all the time. So um, things like that. And and anything that's sort of, my, it's either you feel like this lack of energy depletion sort of sadness, or you feel overly anxious hyped. It's, it's sort of those are the sort of the two extremes. Anything in, in the middle of that is kind of normal, right? Day to day, you wake up and you don't know what to expect. But if you're feeling that, oh, this feels a little different for me. I, you know, I don't know what this is. That's probably um, there's some emotion there that you're not dealing with. I'd had recently, a week or so ago, a conversation with a retired um, school district administrator from L.A. County, but she's mm. very, very active in that whole planning and, you know, and from her association and stuff. They're actually having conversations about when kids do get to come back to school, can mm-hmm. we get more crisis counselors on? Because even yeah. if it's not like the visible trauma, right, mm-hmm. maybe, and let alone the kids who are already in challenging situations, but yeah. kids who aren't even, that they anticipate there's going to be um, kind of that trauma effect mm-hmm. and the teachers may be very ill-equipped to recognize or deal with it or think it's something other than what it is. Right? Yeah, I, I totally think that's correct because 
people are traumatized and they don't, you don't necessarily label it as such. You don't recognize, because when we think about a trauma, oh, this, this sort of dramatic thing happened all at once. And then we were traumatized. This is, this is kind of different to that. Yep. So I think that's important to, to recognize it can be subtle and yes. your behavior can be a little different. So for instance, now let's, let's just say I'm that person and I come yeah. to you. I'll be that yeah. person. Okay. I do. I know. I've been having to really pay attention to my mindset. You know, mm-hmm. it's really easy to let fear overwhelm you or people saying, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever, or, or your business will never be the same. It's right. easy to go down that hole. So, and your examples of either feeling really tired or whatever are the first clues for me too. Yeah. So I come to you and I tell mm-hmm. you, Laura, this is what's happening with me. I don't know what's coming up. I don't know if it's, I don't know, right? I'm coming right. to you for help. What would we do? What, how would you even approach that work with me? Yeah, so I think we would start by, because what people often say is, well, I don't know what it is. But actually, well, yeah, you do. And it's not because, you know, it's, it's either you're pushing it down because it's something you don't want to deal with or you're just avoiding it because it feels too scary. So I, you know, we dig in really deep about asking a lot of questions. Well, where do you think this is coming from? And then sort of going to asking a question about, was there another time in your life when you felt like this? And what, tell me about that. What was that situation like? Because it's, it is the thing. So it is that we're all stuck in our houses, but it's also all that stuff that happened before that. It's triggering you back to something that makes you either scared or uncomfortable or, you know, whatever it makes you feel less than or whatever, the, whatever it is. So I try to take them back to something that feels familiar about this and what that situation was. And so then we start to dig deeper from there. So that's the cognitive level, right? Because if you're doing that with me, I'm mm-hmm. I'm intellectualizing, I'm yes. thinking, I'm reflecting, right? Yeah. So where, if anywhere in that process, where would we take advantage of hypnosis? Yeah. So usually, so that would be like the first session we would have, we would talk about, that would be our first meeting. And usually like when you said they, I don't know where this is coming from. After that conversation, we have a pretty good idea where that's coming from. So then the next time we meet, we would do an RTT session. And within that session, we would, we would, I would put you in hypnosis and we would take you back to the time, the root of that, whatever that feeling is, or that trauma was, or you know, where that fear is coming from, that belief you have, we would trace that back so you get to where that began and you start to make that connection. And once you make that connection, then you're able to understand that you can question it. You could start to sort of pull it apart and see, you know, I believe that this is the truth. Well, wait, maybe this this isn't really the truth, right? So that that's where we would do the the um, RTT. And then part of that, on the second half of RTT is not only we get, we discover and make that connection, but then the next part of it is we really rewire in what the truth is and what the new beliefs are. And um, so I make a recording for the client and then they listen to that recording 
um, they do a self-hypnosis and they listen to that recording for 21 days. And that's where the transformation really takes hold. The whole rewiring. Yes, we're rewiring. That's what we're doing. Oh, that sounds so great. Yeah. It does. So what could people expect? So you talked a little bit about yourself and how that helped you. Yeah. So what might someone expect as a result of going through this work? Yeah. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of the women I work with are entrepreneurs. So they get to a lot of, a lot of what we do is around worthiness and money a lot of the time. So it's like, I'm working so hard. I'm doing all these things. Why can't I make the money I want? I'm smart. I'm good at what I do. And there are some old beliefs there about their own worthiness, what it means to have money, what, you know, what money represents. And that usually comes from your family of origin. Like what were the conversations around money when you were a child? And we always go back when we go into hypnosis, we always go back to my something like my parents were arguing about money and this is what they said or my parents got divorced and it was what I remember is there was always a fight about money so the belief then is money makes money ends relationships I you know if I if I want money or if I focus on making money um it's it's going to ruin my relationship you know so um then what we do is you know so the so then the the rewiring would be we're shifting that belief about money that money is not good or bad but sort of framing money as it's a tool to create this life you want and all the good things it can do and we rewire that in and then through coaching we sort of take the conscious behavior with the new beliefs and we take action to sort of shift what you're doing daily to make to for, in order for you to be able to hit your goal. So we're sort of aligning what you think consciously, what your subconscious belief is, and then the action, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay, good. It makes perfect sense. Sometimes I talk about it. I'm like, do people know what I'm talking no, about? No, well, except for me, it's re really important, to, first, of, first of all, to be aligned, right? Yes. With who you are, who you are, not who you were overlaid to be by other people's worries exactly. and fears. But we don't always recognize the or have the ability to separate that, right? That's right. Um, so I know that's one of the challenges, not necessarily from an entrepreneur's piece, but from a leadership perspective in general for women, mm -hmm. men as well, but less, it, it, it's a little different for men. But for women often, as you described earlier, it's like we have this sense that we should respond and react and fix, okay, whether it's in our home or in our business or in our community, right? And we, we know how to do that work. That's why I was so interested when you said starting with self first. And it isn't just so that you can do more for other people, but it also, for me, that alignment piece is slowing down and saying, is this the best use of me? Mm -hmm. Is this my highest and best? Is this why I'm here, right? And if exactly. I'm aligned with who I am really at my core um, and why I'm here, what I'm here to contribute, then it's hard. Then all I'm doing is reacting, right? Yes. And I think about it, it's like I'm putting out a fire, I'm doing this. And yes, I may be making someone else's existence better, but it's short term, right? It's not, and it, it's not for the grounded reasons. 
right? Yeah. The centered reasons of who I am. But when we're in that space of being connected, we can release things that aren't ours to carry. That's Our right. burdens get lighter and we have more fun and we actually show up better. That's 100% true. A lot of times what happens is when we um, do the hypnosis, women will come out of it and and sort of reflect on what they're doing and think, well, that's, I don't really think this is what I want to do. Like exactly what you said, sort of, that was put upon me by the expectations of my family or, you know, social expectations of what it's supposed to look like if you're a woman, right? And there's usually a shift in, yeah, I want to do this, but I want to do things different, a little bit differently now. So absolutely, 100%, I, I find that's the truth. Tired of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at sarahbox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show. Tell us more, because I'm very interested in your transformational recording. Yeah. How did that come about and how the heck can our listeners get it? Okay. So that actually is part of the whole rapid transformational process. The whole process is the hypnosis. We go through that piece. And then in order to get the transformation, listening to that recording. So when I when I work with clients one-to-one, I make a, like a very personalized custom recording for them. But I do sort of more general recordings that people can listen to and um, that you could get uh, on my website, which it's lauralacythompson.com. So very clear. It's your name.com. It's my name. It's really easy. That's why I, like I did it. it that way. It I used like to be something else, but now it's this. So um, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll have that posted up as soon as we finish this interview so that Great. people can get it. And we'll put a link to that in both the show notes and the promotion Perfect. stuff so people can easily find it, Laura. Right. Um, as we're kind of wrapping up today, and yeah. we are still across our nation. So listeners, Laura's in New York, and I'm on the West Coast today. We And for folks who are intimately involved in the COVID discussion day to day, it's mm-hmm. May 1st. And so some states are making some lifts, some aren't. But I just want to recognize that Laura is in the thick of it and knows what she's talking about, the crisis and um, and the subtle and not so subtle triggers that are happening around us. So I'm excited to pull down the transformational recording. But yeah. Laura, I also wanted to ask you if there are one or two things you'd like folks to keep in mind Yeah. You know, as we move forward into this new whatever it ends up being. Yeah. I would say the first, well, I mentioned this at the beginning, but self-care is super important. Self-care. And that is that could be anything from a spiritual practice, going out to exercise, walking, taking like what I do, taking the dog out for a walk, um, making sure you're sleeping. I notice a lot of people are having a, a struggling with their sleep. And I am too. I, I notice that. So making sure you're getting enough rest. So the self-care piece, whatever that means for you. And I would say whatever makes you feel good, whatever sort of makes your mind feel clear and makes you feel like you have energy to go through your day. 
uh, that's one thing. And the second thing I would say is if you can, and this is not so easy to do, is be very mindful of staying present. Because I think it's so easy to just allow, and we've all done this, right? The, the loop starts going in your mind. Well, what if I, you know, what if we're in this situation for another month? Then what's going to happen? What if I lose my job? Then, you know, and it's what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. So it's really um, any sort of mindfulness practice where you could try to stay present because that also relieves stress, being mindful can relieve your stress. So I would say your self-care and just doing the best you can to stay present and pull yourself out of that what-if loop, that kind of thinking. I'm going to add one other thing to that that you reminded me of just by your generousness, and that is to have a little grace with ourselves. Yes. Right. We're going to have good days and we're going to have days that we're thinking, who was that woman that showed up today? (laughs) And I don't know who she is. (laughs) Well, and you know, sometimes we just have to cut ourselves some slack. We're doing the best we can and we can always do better. Yeah. Even if it's just smiling one extra time during the day. Yeah. Agreed. It takes the pressure off when you're feeling like you have to live up to things. It's just going, you're good. Just stay there. So self-care, staying aware, and and being a little bit nicer to yourself. Oh, a lot nicer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laura, it has been so cool to spend time with you on the podcast oh, today. same. Thank you, Sarah. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.